Listen to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of friends, circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up! And be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. You are listening to Your Community Spirit. This is Orda Energy Ma. And this is Tree Song. And I've had a week of waking up at 4 o'clock and getting a lot of stuff done. So I might crash as soon as the show's over. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> so like, this is probably about brunch, brunch time, lunch time for you. Yeah, Din- it's dinner like, even. It's like. Yeah. I, side note, I have not been waking up at 4 a.m. this week. <laughs> it's like, so. Yeah. Um, but I'm feeling energized. You are? Yeah. Energized and almost focused. All right. Do you realize how many years we've been doing this radio show? <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it's been a lot. Scientists warn drastic climate impacts coming much sooner than expected. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> leading climate scientist James Hansen. I, I met him. I, he introduced himself as Jim, though. <laughs> um, I, 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 so your I friend just, Jim, we're going to hear some no, news no, from your no, friend no. Jim. Well, <laughs> um, he wanted me to try to design an off-grid um, planetarium tent thing, like go it around and like, you know, what do they call it where they um, project like the whole galaxy on the ceiling? Oh, yeah. Those are really cool. So he was designing a tent like that and he wanted it to be completely off-grid. And I basically designed it, and he's like, yeah, that's too much. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> yeah. Um, leading climate scientist James Hansen used the study published Tuesday to continue to hammer home the warning that humanity is nearing, quote, the point of no return when it comes to reversing or even mitigating the uh, adverse effects of climate change. The study initially made public in a draft form last July as, quote, a discussion paper, mm. so it could be circulated, you know, ahead of the climate uh, talks in Paris, holds the multimeter sea rise could happen within a matter of decades. That's not immediate. Decades. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I'll be, you know, well, I'll, and, I'll probably be dead then. I mean, <laughs> in geological time frames, though, that's pretty immediate. Rather than, oh, okay, rather than centuries as previously thought. Okay. Yeah. That mm. is a lot faster. Hansen argues the dramatic sea level rise could put the Earth's coastal cities in grave peril, while a sudden influx of population from those cities would bring discourse and conflict to the rest of the world. What do you mean, could? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's more of a would very, very likely. If millions of people get displaced, it would probably bring discord and conflict. <laughs> well, I mean, didn't you already write, uh, like, what do they call it, a future, back, back future the 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 blog you wrote yeah I mean, goodbye Miami yeah there you go <laughs> it's like um, it's an interesting story and basically you wrote as if it happened yeah because it was written in sort of real time but in the future so um, it was real just, time in the future yeah you know I was writing a live blog so I would write I'd, I'd actually write the entries once every day or two but it was set in the year 2030 there you go and it was all about you know society starting to fall apart because miami was going underwater and all the coasts were getting dropped getting sunk under the ocean and it was I a mean, very it's, fun it's, light-hearted it's, rom-com you know <laughs> it's still available right yeah it's still available it's it's goodbye miami uh 
how, how, how long of a span did you write? I wrote, it ended up, it ended up working out well because I forget how many months it was. It was several months, and it ended up working out to about novel length. Which was my goal. Like you put the entries together, so and you did like one almost every day. Yeah, one almost cool. every day. So, all right. Um, the study, co-authored by a team of nineteen international climate scientists, is that possible to get that many people, you know, <laughs> on the same page to agree? Yeah. Well, well if it's scientifically backed. Yeah. If they're following I mean, the that's science. That's like facts. Yeah. So everybody, but. Like when you write a paper, how do you get 19 people to write a paper? That's a remarkable feat of cooperation. <laughs> just like science is very impressive that way. I've so, seen 19 people get together in a room and not cooperate. <laughs> so this study was published this week in a peer-reviewed journal, Atmospheric Chemistry and Physics. Hansen dismissed criticisms that the somewhat unorthodox study had stretched the science and blurred the lines between advocacy and research the conclusion that deep cuts in net emissions of carbon dioxide are required to void a climate a global climate cl- um climatic oh man i just i just ran out of <laughs> yeah global brain. calamity i don't want to say that yeah apparently it's, it's a hard pill to swallow <laughs> <laughs> just like is quote a scientific conclusion it's not advocacy it's telling you what is needed end quote yeah, I, I've heard that criticism before sometimes when climate scientists come out with results like these. But that's, you know, we can decide exactly how we want to reduce emissions and things like that. But it's a matter of physics saying if we don't reduce emissions, this X, Y, Z is going to happen. Well, I mean, uh, standard scientific studies are here's the problem. They don't really usually step up and say, you know, here's how to solve it or mm. you need to do something. It's usually... Here's the study, and then people take from that. Yeah, draw your at own this conclusions. Par- at this <laughs> point, you know, scientists are so scared of the stuff they're, you know, learning from all the studies they're doing, they're actually advocating for we need to do something. Yeah. Which is unusual for a scientist to, you know, academically do it. Maybe personally they'll be like, man, all this stuff I know, but... Now, the study itself uses model, paleoclimatic climate data, and modern observations to anal- analyze the impact of ice shed from the Antarctic ice shelves and Greenland. It includes the feedbacks created by the intrusion of cold, fresh water into the plant and its oceans are already shutting down ocean circulation, leading to the formation of more powerful superstorms. The study also concludes the real world has been responding much faster to the inundation of fresh water than the models anticipated. When they're saying the real world, they're talking about the earth, not the people. Mm, it's yeah. just like, yeah. yeah, the humans are still very slow to respond to the models. They're like ice age. <laughs> yeah. The so, ice is responding and the sea level is responding, but the humans. They... It's really funny because, like, you know, nature usually goes in real slow motions. Humans, we're supposed to be, you know, critical and be able to, you know, what learn something and do something yeah but it's <laughs> just like <laughs> well there's a lot of bureaucracy involved in this case well next story says people are doing something yeah people are doing something here climate activists disrupt gulf oil and gas auction in new orleans more than 300 climate activists swarmed the louisiana superdome wednesday morning 
to protest a federal auction of oil and gas drilling leases in the Gulf of Mexico. Now, we had reported that these, these things were coming, but they actually started having the uh, auction on Wednesday. This action was part of the larger Keep It in the Ground movement aimed at stopping new fossil fuel production on publicly owned lands and waterways. I mean, have you seen the Save the Oil, Save the Coal program? <laughs> and, I mean, it's, it's kind of, you know, it means keep it in the ground. Don't use it when yeah. they say save it. So, you know, some people might get suckered in, you know, thinking, you know, it's save the coal. Yeah. They'll see the sign, oh, save the coal. And then they realize it's a, it's a anti-coal rally. <laughs> it's not anti-coal. It's save us from yeah. coal. Yeah. Co- coal is very precious. We should save it in the ground for future generations. It's just like... And yes, if we save it in the ground, the future generations will survive. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. I don't know. That almost like made sense. It almost makes sense. The protesters, environmental justice and climate leaders, college students, community organizers, tribal members, and pastors, massed in the morning outside the Superdome in New Orleans, waving signs and banners and erecting climate-related art displays. About 100 demonstrators then marched into the marched in the stadium and into the auction room chanting don't auction our climate the people won't be quiet quote mm-hmm. we want to stop these lease sales said cherry a local environmental action activist who helped organize wednesday's event quote as long as these leases go through industry is tying us to an archaic economy an archaic way of doing things that is destroying our earth end quote Yeah, so this rally was the latest in a string of protests targeting federal onshore and offshore oil and gas leases. Activists have ramped up these protests in recent months, targeting auctions in Colorado, Nevada, and Utah. Members of 17 local and national environmental justice and green organizations. So it's not just one or two people. It's it's all these groups coming together. This is an interesting name for one of them, the Environmental Justice Group Louisiana Bucket Brigade. <laughs> They're bailing out the water and... That is a good one. It's like stopping the fire. Yeah. Yep. ExxonMobil must allow climate change vote, says hmm. the SEC. Yeah. The U.S. Secretaries and Exchange Commission has ruled ExxonMobil Corporation must include a climate change resolution on its what? <laughs> on its annual shareholder proxy, a defeat for the world's largest publicly traded oil producer, which has argued that it already produces adequate carbon disclosures. Mm-hmm. This is the company that like actively kept it a secret for 30 years, that yeah. they knew that... Yeah, I mean, they literally knew it. They had scientists that knew it. And then they decided we'll actively campaign against what our scientists told us. Yeah. So I'm sure we can trust <laughs> them to just... On their own, disclose as much as they need to about oh, the I climate. I mean, obviously, the SEC agrees with you. Yeah. I never <laughs> thought I would say this, Tree Song. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm siding with the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I find it especially ironic that they were resisting it because this is, you know. What, co- what do you mean? They have to resist it. It's yeah. their business model it's their to business keep things model. secret. But it's Otherwise, part of what's funny. they be out of business. Yeah. In theory, though, they're, in, they're a corporation and they're supposed to respond to their uh, shareholders. And shareholders are presenting shareholders this resolution. Own it. Yeah, it's the people who own the corporation. And some of the people who own the corporation are presenting this resolution, and Exxon said, no, 
we're not going to tell you about the climate impacts. <laughs> just and like, so and the, the thing SEC is, is they know about it. So like, <laughs> you're like, tell us what you know, basically. Yeah. It's like when a little kid has done something wrong and they're trying not to tell you. They're like, you know, no, I don't want to say. <laughs> and this is timely. In a Tuesday letter to Exxon seen by Reuters, the SEC said the oil producer cannot keep a proposal spearheaded by New York State's comptroller from a full shareholder vote at the company's annual meeting in May. Yeah. If approved. So, I mean, you know, it could not pass. Yeah. And, you know, probably won't because, you know, it's probably, I'm, I'm extrapolating, it's probably a small but vocal group of shareholders that are pushing. Yeah. You know. If approved, the proposal would force Exxon to outline specific risks that climate change or legislation designed to curb it would pose to its ability to operate profitably. You think that would be logical. Yeah. You know, if if this legislation gets passed, how will it affect your business model? Yeah. Well, and that's part of why the Securities and Exchange Commission is stepping in, because if it were just a matter of this might kill the planet, <laughs> then they'd probably let Exxon get away from it. But it's a matter of this might bankrupt all of the shareholders because you're not managing risks. So they step in and make them talk about it. Now, Exxon has argued um, that the proposal was vague and that it already publishes carbon-related information for shareholders, including a 2014 report on its website entitled Energy and Carbon, Managing the Risks. Mm -hmm. The SEC found these reports did not go far enough. Quote, it does not appear that ExxonMobil's public disclosures compare favorably with the guidelines of the proposal. Justin Kinzer, an attorney advisor with the SEC, wrote to the oil producer, ExxonMobil declined to comment on SEC's ruling. <laughs> of course they did. I mean, behind the scenes, they're like oily, 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 <laughs> dirty, dirty comments. Yeah, things we can't say on the radio. <laughs> well, I did say it. <laughs> Yeah. So here we've got some much better news going on here. Uh, turning away from the fossil fuels economy for a moment, renewable energy investments set a record in 2015. They keep, renewables keep setting all these records. I'm hoping that as all of these bad climate records get set, that renewables will also keep setting good records. Well, I do want to mention, I, I actually forgot the exact number. I think we're seven, but I do know we broke the 10, top 10 states for the most solar installed mm. illinois did and it's like you know the that year so they rank you know how much solar got installed that year and we are you know in the top 10 yeah and you've been out there helping contribute to that <laughs> a little bit i mean I'm, i'll be modest i did a little <laughs> there's some big systems out there yeah you know and i have worked on a couple big systems but um i personally like helping the individual instead of i don't know doing the big one <laughs> i don't like paperwork <laughs> yeah you know so um there's enough paperwork in re you know a residential installation and yeah enough so. to keep you busy <laughs> yeah there you go so global investments in renewable energy including wind and solar hit a world record in 2015 so this isn't just a u.s figure it's the world the world collectively spent nearly $286 billion on renewable energy development in 2015. The investment comes following an unprecedented worldwide boom in renewables in 2014 that suggests that some countries are shifting dramatically toward low-carbon energy. So even, even following the really good year in 2014, 2015 did even better. Yep. 
Rising investments are in part driven by the falling costs of solar and wind farm construction. Yet even more investment is needed to avoid the worst impacts of climate change. So we couldn't have a 100% sun sunny story here. <laughs> uh, low and no carbon energy sources are a major part of the solution outlined in the Paris Climate Agreement struck last year to keep global warming within 2 degrees Celsius, that's 3.6 Fahrenheit, of pre-industrial temperatures. Renewable energy investments, excluding large hydroelectric projects... Which I don't consider renewable. Yeah, <laughs> which is why they excluded those. So they jumped 5% last year, leaping over the previous investment records of $278.5 billion. So that was set in 2011. Findings were published in an annual report on Thursday by the UN Environment Program. We were pretty good at keeping, you know, on top of things. You know, we, we mentioned, you know, significant rulings that happened on Tuesday, Wednesday, and now Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? We might mention something that happened today. Yeah. The sun. No, it hasn't come out today. Oh, well. <laughs> the sun has almost shined today. It's trying. Now, the money put into renewables was more than double the $130 billion that was spent on fossil fuel power plants. Now, the cool thing is developing countries have led the renewable energy charge. Da -da -da -da. I mean, part of it is, you know, they realize the climate change affects them the most. But part of it is they do the financial analysis and they have less money. So they're going to spend it on what makes them the most money, right? Yeah. So China, India, Brazil, and other developing countries put $156 billion into renewables last year a 19% increase over 2014. Now, much of that came from China, which put up $103 billion into renewable energy, up 17% over 2014, and making China the global leader when it comes to renewable investments. Yeah, installations of solar and wind power generation facilities broke a global <laughs> record for a second year in a row, hitting 118 gigawatts in 2015. Gigawatts. 118 gigawatts. What is a gigawatt? Well, 118 gigawatts is enough renewable energy to power more than 88 million homes. Yeah. Unless you live in another country, then it's like twice that. Yeah. <laughs> Just like or if you live in a McMansion, then it's... You know, half that. <laughs> then it's a dozen homes. <laughs> I don't know. The average. About 94 gigawatts were built in 2014. Yeah. So, so significantly more. Yeah. Um, so... Quote, although 2015 was a landmark year with the signing of the Paris Agreement, the good news about renewable energy uptake is still not nearly enough to stabilize emissions below the 2 degrees Celsius trajectory. Eric Usher, chief of the UN Environmental Program Finance Initiative, said. Yeah. So. Um, it kind of makes you wish we'd gotten a 30-year head start. If Exxon hadn't fooled everyone, if people had listened to James Hansen. If we'd started this transition 30 years ago, that would have been really nice. But we do what we can now. There's no changing the past. Way to be optimistic. <laughs> I was just like, of course, I'm going to keep doing it because I love doing it. So, yeah. <laughs> Solar, wind, and other low-carbon electricity sources have prevented 1.5 gigatons. We're doing a lot of this giga, gigawatts, gigatons. Yeah. This is kind of awesome. I mean, you don't realize when I started doing renewable energy, only the long-haired freaky people in the woods did it. <laughs> and now we're talking gigat. Yeah. We're in, the, we're in gigawatts the gig. offsetting gigatons. Yeah. Well, installing solar is quite a gig to have. <laughs> there you go. It's just like. So um, to reach 
to reach the two degrees Celsius goal, annual emissions need to be cut additional 10 gigatons. Yeah. So we've cut at 1.5 gigatons. So we're 15% to our goal. Yeah. You know, so, but the thing is, is, I mean, I cannot imagine now a future where we install fossil fuel plants. Yeah. I mean, I, probably two years ago, you know, it was on the horizon that they wouldn't do that. But now I can't imagine even China, you know, th- they reached a point where they were building a new coal plant like every day. Yeah. And now that's not happening. No, it's not happening. Yeah. And we just and it's because people say no. And I think, uh, you know, if people keep saying no, then we'll eliminate fossil fuels within our lifetimes. Um, eliminate. No, <laughs> there, we got a lot of um, what is it? an appetite for power. Yeah. <laughs> and so I don't think we'll eliminate, but I like to say there's no silver bullet. There's silver buckshot. <laughs> yeah. so you need a little of everything. And we've historically had, you know, one power source. Yeah. But I mean, back in the day, that wasn't the case. People had like many different power sources, you know, yeah. it's called being prepared. <laughs> being prepared. Yeah. And it's understandable why people have gotten hooked on fossil fuels. It was this amazing discovery. You burn this stuff and suddenly you have a ton of power. Yep. But now we've got other ways to do it that don't involve uh, destroying the entire planet. So some holidays coming up. We have, oh, today is Waffle Day. I will go home and celebrate by eating some waffles. Tomorrow is National Spinach Day, but it's also... Make up your own holiday day. Yeah. Which we should do that. Yeah. We should like we've been doing this radio show long enough. We technically don't I don't remember exactly when the radio show started, so like our anniversary is like August. Yeah. You know? So I made that one up. We can make up that as a holiday. Yeah. yeah. So now we need to make up another day, like I don't know, Tree Song Day. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> yeah. And one of the we may even have made up holidays as we read the rest of the holidays. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Someone made up. <laughs> yeah. So we have Easter coming up. Easter is a very totally big holiday. That's totally made up. That's a big one coming up on Sunday. Um, let's see. Monday's something on a stick day. <laughs> Just like. It's kind of worrying. It's kind of vague. This is important. National Mom and Pop Business Owners Day. It's such a big uh, help to the local economy when you support local mo- mom and pop businesses. National Doctors Day. I am in control day. Take a walk in the park day. Ooh, Bunsen Burner Day is coming up. <laughs> Just like. And uh, let's see, National Role Playing Game Day is coming up. <laughs> That's one of the made up ones. Okay, um, well, I guess while we're talking about, we're wrapping up, you know, I guess spring month. Yep. So I'm going to have to say, see you again next month. <laughs> right? So. As we spring forward into spring. Speaking of spring, the Carbondale Community Farmer's Market, I think this is their last Saturday indoors. Then they move outdoors. They are released into the wild. The Carbondale Community Farmer's Market is at the Carbondale Community High School, and it was inside all winter, but now they get to get released outside. It provides a place for the community to gather, meet the faces of agriculture, and most importantly... Get some good food. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Good times on Saturday at Carbonate Community High School. Nine until noon. Also coming up on Saturday, the 
Green Earth March Volunteer Workday is coming up on Saturday at 9 a.m. at the Attics Park Pavilion. They will be cleaning up at Piles Fork with Keep Carbondale Beautiful. Uh, there we go. And that's Attics Park Pavilion, 400 North Wall Street, at 9 a.m. on Saturday. They'll only cancel it if there's thunderstorms. Yeah, like so if it's a little overcast, they can. Or still even do if it. it's like raining. Yeah, even a little bit of rain, but or snow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hailing fire. <laughs> They're pretty dedicated. Any of that stuff, but just thunderstorms. Yeah, thunderstorms. No, nobody yeah. wants to get uh, zapped by lightning. <laughs> yep. Questions of faith and reality. Wednesday, March thirtieth at six p.m. at the Guy House Interface Center. At questions, people from different faiths and beliefs come together and listen to each other's thoughts of the many questions of life. This is amazing because people nowadays are afraid to talk to each other. Yeah. And, you know, I actually just met someone that they said growing up, it was not allowed to talk religion or politics in our household. <laughs> and now they're like advocately, you know, um, not religious, but political. Yeah, political. So. And yeah, and this is a, I've, I've been to questions many times. It's a really interesting way. Because, you know, out out in the world, so you don't often talk about these deep questions. But then here, it's a very safe space. They take turns with the talking stick. It's a really good time. It's I mean, recently someone asked me if, what, if Islam is a peaceful religion, why isn't there peace in the Middle East? I was like, if Christianity <laughs> is a peaceful religion, why do we have a military base in every country in the world? <laughs> Just <Yeah>. like, <laughs> I don't know. Just, These are deep uh, questions that we are all asking. <laughs> um, questions of Faith, Wednesday at 6 p.m. at the Guy House Interface Center. All right. Also coming up is, uh, this is a market calendar, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, the Shred Day and Electronics Recycling. Uh, Saturday, April 2nd at 9 a.m. Um, it's over at the uh, 10, uh, Egyptian Electric over at 10169 Old Highway 13 in Murfreesboro. They're taking electronics for recycling, and documents will be uh, accepted there for shredding. I think so, we should just say the stuff that they're not accepting. They're yeah, accepting that's pretty much anything. Almost anything. They're not accepting radios, stereos, microwaves, and then big appliances like washer dryers, refrigerators, um, water heaters. Um, yeah, no lamps and light bulbs either. Yeah, the, so they got mercury, and then the other ones have like a little bit of radiation in them, right? What is yeah. that little little thing of uranium or something yeah <laughs> <Just like that. laughs> and they don't want any of that no it's like also mark your calendar for this is like what is it, the first sunday of each month the public is invited to the labyrinth walk to be held seven thirty to 8 a.m at the labyrinth peace park north of guy house 913 south illinois in carbondale the buckminster fuller dome covered labyrinth and park is always open for meditation and recreation. For more information, see ourgaiahouse.org slash labyrinth. If you can spell all that, you'll <laughs> find it. Yeah. And here's one we'll talk about a little bit more as it comes up. But uh, heads up, the Carbonale Tool Lending Library. It's coming to Carbonale. It's starting on April 30th. And it's a tool lending library. You, you sign up for free. You check out tools. They'll have workshops about tools and such as well. So more on that soon. And if you liked anything we talked about, please send us an email, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Um, I do every once in a while try to remember to send out what we talked about as a newsletter. But, you know, I forget most of the time. 
Mm-hmm. So you should listen to us. Yes. We will see you again on the radio next month. Mm-hmm.